regrets about that I was so ahead of the curve The curve became a sphere Fell behind all my classmates And I ended up here Pouring out my heart to a stranger But I didn't pour the whiskey Hello and welcome back to The Good, The Bad, and The Postgrad. My name is Kay Pierce and I'm here with my wonderful host Brian Connors. How y'all doing? Woo. We're doing... Okay, you're hanging in. Um, but we did just <laughs> want to thank you guys for um, being so receptive of our last episode. Um, it was a little reflection episode, um, just talking about, you know, how we were feeling, how we were doing, good vibes for 2021. And then uh, I guess we jinxed it. I think we jinxed it, Bri, because <laughs> morale is low. <laughs> but um, Oh my goodness. We're going to talk more about that. We have a very, very special guest today, and I'm very excited. But first, let's do some job updates or just life updates. Brian, you want to go first? I think well, you have a big one. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely big. Uh, last week, I mentioned that I had applied to Teach for America. You know, that was kind of my next kind of option. Sadly, I am here to report that I did not get it. Oh I did God. not get an offer. Which was definitely disappointing, you know, at the point of last week's episode and kind of even like in life, even though teaching wasn't like my dream job, mm-hmm. it was definitely like kind of my next step plan. Like I kind of just um, felt, I was like, you know what, like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, this is a really good opportunity. I'm going to do it. So, and I really thought everything went well. So I was really surprised that I didn't get it. Yeah. So I'd kind of formulated my head kind of. So it was definitely a little disappointing, but it's not too, I'm not like that bummed because I'm aware that it wasn't what I want to do. So it's very Mm -hmm. kind of, it's more just like a a personal loss, you know, rather than like this whole extra terrestrial loss. Yeah, for Um, sure. And then I did get a job offer from a talent agency yesterday. No um, way, wait, you got a job offer yesterday? Yes, it's for it's to be a like a junior literary agent. Um, it all happened really fast. Uh, so it's for this um, talent agency called Titan Management. And I'd basically be a literary agent, you know, working with um, writers to kind of like connect them to publishers. So I don't know if I'm going to do it. I have to tell them by tomorrow. Um, but I think it could be a cool next Ryan. step. That's amazing. Like, yeah, I love to read. Yeah. Um, I love to read. So, like, that would awesome. I'd be doing something creative. It, it's a job that I never really saw myself doing. But, like, now that the opportunity has presented itself, like, it could be, like, a cool path to do. So, like, we'll see, you know. But I'm glad that someone, like, wanted me. <laughs> I think that that's incredible. And also, you could do that job and do your little side gigs like mm-hmm. with writing on the side, like what you've been doing, your freelance stuff. I think that's incredible, Ryan. Brian, yeah, because it's all like virtual. It's all, it is commission based. So I'd really have to like kind of groove. Yeah, you but know, you're amazing. See. So yeah. So well, yeah. <laughs> Brian, you. you got a job yesterday. I got a job yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> You got a job. I got a job. Oh my oh, god! I'm glad we're starting off this episode with such good vibes because, like, who mm-hmm. knows it's how not like, dark it might to get. Be. Wait mm-hmm. a second. Oh my, oh my god. god! Tell us, tell us all about it. I got a job yesterday. Yeah. So, so I think you guys remember last week. So we kind of 
Last week's episode was supposed to be two weeks ago, but Brian and I were both feeling like really down in the dumps kind of in terms of like depression and just not feeling mentally with it. So we posted late, but so this like in the past two weeks, I um, obviously live on the podcast found it. I didn't get that Fox job. And then they emailed me a few days later asking me to apply an interview for a podcasting coordinator job which is like way up more my alley because it's like podcasting. Like I didn't really want to be a PA um, because I like, meh, you know, and it was like weird hours and whatever. But this is, it's Tuesday through Saturday. It's 10 to six, Monday through Thursday and seven to three on Friday and Saturday. I don't really care about working Saturdays, especially it's only seven, it's seven to three. So like I get out early and then I have Sunday and Monday off and I interviewed for it and I really got a good vibe from my now supervisor and what I was a little worried about, you know, obviously I have different views than Fox, which is fine, but I was nervous at first. And, um, but I really got good vibes from my super, my now supervisor saying like the content of the podcast. Well, first of all, it's not just news. It's not politics, all of it. There's lifestyle, there's true crime. There's like people in entertainment. Like there's a bunch of different sectors. And what's really appealing about the job is that I'm going to be working on different podcasts every week. So I get to be like really exploring in different topics and I'll probably learn a lot. And um, Fox is a huge company and I'm got the job and I found out yesterday Ooh, and I was so I literally awesome. like started crying I was like I did it I got a job yes, you did it yeah and I like I'm literally getting teary right now it's fine um, oh my god I can't yeah. believe you were holding this all in I wow know. that is a <laughs> big piece of information yeah I got a job and like my mom freaked out like my dad and I like I feel like he might have shed a tear. I was definitely crying. Like it was, a, it was a whole big thing. And so, yeah, I start soon. I start March eighth. Oh my so, god, that wow. is exciting. Yeah, so wow. I'm excited and nervous, but it's remote for a while, so I get to stay home. So, which is really a re- a big relief for me right now because I honestly don't think I'm quite ready to move out. Um, mm-hmm. like quite ready, and like that also like I'm so excited to have a job, but it kind of brought on all these like other stressors because like mm-hmm. I got a job at a coffee shop and now I have to quit and they are mm-hmm. wonderful there like I love them there and now I'm gonna have to quit and I have to quit subbing and I have to like I don't know it's just like and then I'm eventually think about moving and it's just like so many different stressors and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of internally freaking out and like today I've been a PE sub for two weeks now and it's been whatever, it's been fine. But like today <laughs> at work, I cried in my office twice. Like I just can't, like today I've just been um, an emotional wreck and that just like, it's a perfect segue. Um, let's bring in our guest, my one of my best friends in this whole world, Lydia. Lydia Lydia Brewer. She's hello, hello. I just want to say to Brian for you, congrats on your job. And I know that not getting the Teach for America position can be really hard, but something I've gained just from this conversation last two, like when one door closes, another opens, or if one door isn't open, that doesn't mean that the one behind isn't like on its way there, you know? So yeah. for you for that, and then Kate for your Fox job, like these are just 
beautiful opportunities and beautiful segues for portions. It's just going to be the rest of our life. So you should both be very proud of yourself for what you have done and what you will continue to do. Oh I'm God, super excited. You. Oh super my God, hyping us up here. already and giving us positivity. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, Lydia, introduce yourself. Who are you? Where'd you go yes. to school? Tell us your whole life yes. story. Oh God, my whole life story. If there's one thing I do, it's talk. So if I were to tell my life story, we would be here for 12 hours. But like Kate said, my name is Liv. I am from Manchester, Connecticut. I've lived here my entire life, except for the four years I spent in Philadelphia. I went to Temple University. I just graduated this past May with a degree in Africology and African-American studies and a minor in Spanish. And uh, ever since my time at Temple, which was truly the best four years of my life you know that's what people say all the time about college in general but it was a great time for me and since I've been home I've just been you know hanging out not really doing much of anything I had a job at a law firm in West Hartford that wasn't that great of an experience I'll definitely get into that a little bit more later on but I had that job I have just been home with my my mom and my sister. My sister moved back home back in August, so it's just the three of us in our house, and we've really just been hanging out, you know, just mm -hmm. three of us bonding, arguing, bickering, <laughs> you know, existing, all of that stuff, all of that good stuff. <laughs> Feel that. So what did you, what is your, what's your dream job? Let's jump into it. If you could choose a job <laughs> that you could do, what, what would it be? God, okay, it's like, a really lofty ambition. I Girl, would love to it. be the Secretary of State. Like Ooh, that's that's yes. like the dream and the goal. So dream I, big. yeah, truly, right? Because something's gotta change and someone's gotta do it. So <laughs> yeah. might yes. as well be me. I right now, I'm like I said, I just graduated back in May, and I want to spend some time just working, getting some job, um, like boosting my resume a little bit more, saving money, all that kind of stuff before I go back to grad school. Within probably the next five to seven years, I would okay. say, I want to go somewhere in the DC area just because for wanting to do like foreign relations work, like uh, foreign service, that kind of stuff, it's the DC area is the best place for it. Yeah. And uh, I want to go for something along the lines of international peace and conflict studies or like international economics relations and anything like that really where I can get into the foreign service sector and begin to like build that relationships and work in diplomacy that's like the goal so I would say secretary of state is definitely like the dream it would be the top but really anything I could do kind of working in a diplomacy sense yeah. and trying to make things better with America's world standing and as it compares to our neighbors and relationships in other countries across the world. So yeah, that's, that's the goal. Wow. That is incredible. I, I just, I, I love that. And what I can only imagine, obviously, because we're friends, I know, but I know Brian and I also have these big dreams and you have this big dream. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine how, sorry, dad, how fucking hard it is to be stuck at home not being yeah. able to go after it yet. So I went to school in Philadelphia. I absolutely fell in love with the city, even from the moment, like how people have that moment where they're like, oh, this is where I'm going to go to school. This is where I want to be. I had that. I went there my freshman year. Actually, it was the 
winter of my senior year of high school to go for an audition because I was originally a music major at school. So I went there, I stepped off the campus or off the subway onto the campus. And I was just like, yep, this is where I want to be. And I spent the next four years there and it was an amazing time throughout. So I never really wanted to leave. I had been planning to do a job on campus over the summer and then by the time the summer ended I would have found a job an apartment like I already had a roommate that I'm still planning to live with like everything would have just fallen into place but then COVID happened so it's not like I know it's the same case for both of us and then for so many other people who are listening to this podcast and just out and about and just across the world now COVID it just threw such a wrench into everybody's plans. So it's definitely been like I have had a lot of mixed things. There's been a lot of ups and downs over this last year, actually, at this point. But I think one of the hardest things for me is just like I said, the feeling stuck, having these big plans and these big ideas and the dreams and things that we want to do and want to accomplish and then not being able to do so through no fault of your own and through no fault of anybody else's. It's just the way things happened and how we have to just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And this feeling of, you know, feeling stuck and like uh, kind of, have having your life be on pause and having all these plans and kind of having to change it up it's very triggering um and has definitely caused a lot of young people um across the board to really struggle with their mental health um and which obviously um it's something that's very common even though when you're going through it you think oh my god i'm the only one going through this But it really is tough and it's hard because then it kind of, because as the world, like we're really starting to see progress, but some, sometimes that, um, that mental barrier now, COVID is becoming less of a hinder and it's more of now this kind of psychological dumpster fire that is accumulated Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. um, our psyches as a result of this time that we've spent. Do you guys agree? I completely agree. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I think about this a lot, truly, how we're going to look back on 2020, like 10, 15 years from now, and still be dealing with the amount of like loss and trauma, the inability to physically be there for people or see people like losing so many loved ones and having to say goodbye over FaceTime or like not being able to go into hospital rooms like that itself but then also like Brian said the mental just heaviness that comes with all of the stagnant uh like the loss of movement like literally and emotionally and not being able to grow or just change or mature in the ways that we should have been able to it's going to be something that we have to I think especially us and our generation because we're at such a formative point in our lives like this was supposed to be the beginning of the rest of our lives and we were forced to sit inside for a year straight basically it's something that I think we're gonna have there's gonna be a lot of research studies projects trials think pieces done on this they're already being done now but especially when we look back on this it's gonna be wild just to see the actual impact that 2020 had on us yeah it's kind of interesting that you say um just like that we've been we've been uh we were forced to kind of sit inside for a year at such a formative age 
because I saw a tweet the other day and it really spoke to me. It was um, the whoever tweeted it said, it's really hard to become the person you're supposed to be when you're living in the place that formed who you currently are. Yeah. And that, cause mo- a lot of my um, struggle with depression and mental health um, within the past couple of months has been a bit of an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And I'm tr- like, cause the COVID, the COVID um, kind of reset was positive in a lot of ways um, for me. And I think I can speak for maybe a people in the audience because it did pinpoint certain things that like, um, like the life of our hustle bustle pre-COVID, we chose to ignore and certain mm-hmm. problems were brought to the light and it's good that they were brought to the light. Mm-hmm. It forced me Like to, we're dealing with them. It forced me to like uh, pull, I can't even like explain it, but like a mental picture, like literally like dig into my like suitcase of baggage and pull the things out that I needed to deal with it like me it forced you when all you had to do was think in these oh in these God, straight 100%. like I want to say like straight like March through June I wasn't doing anything like I was mm-hmm. just doing nothing and it was just forcing me to like stay up so late and think about everything in my life that was bad or like anything that happened that was bad and I was just I was staying up till four and waking up at 3 p.m and it was such a horrible lifestyle and I was Mm -hmm. just so not healthy and like I mean it happened like it, it happened and whatever and I was just like you said that tweet is just like a lot of us like came home after our senior year or whatever year after college getting canceled or high school, whatever, and being forced to sit in your childhood bedroom, this room that most of us have like grown up in and like dealt with like childish things in and we're ready to make that leap into adulthood. And here we are, here I was in my twin trundle bed where like my stuffed animals from when I was like six are still sitting on my dresser. Like I, so well, again, I remade, I did, I redid my room. So did Lydia. Lydia's room looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I way. also redid my room. Which, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's kind of like um, at a carnival, um, <laughs> like when you win prizes, like and things that kind of like fix it, room makeover earns you like mm-hmm. a month of like of happiness. So it's of happiness. <laughs> yeah. So like no, you redo your room and you're like, this crazy. is it. Like this is mental clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it really is the difference that it can make for you just to change your space like that. Like, I think something that we don't think about a lot is how our physical spaces affect our mental health. Like yeah. for a lot of the time when, if you're in a really bad depressive state, be cleaning your room, there'll be clothes everywhere. Like maybe there's food left around, like dishes, that kind of thing. But that has like, your room is a reflection of yourself and your mental state. Like I really truly believe that. And so when you don't have a space that's conducive to be able to let you like feel and grow and especially into that next chapter, like when your physical space is literally regressive from who you were before as to who you are now, that makes such a difference. It really did. Like getting it sounds funny but or stupid but getting a, a bigger bed really made me feel better like I just mm-hmm. I didn't feel so trapped first of all mm-hmm. and also like it just made me feel older and um, yeah I do you know. guys feel though that um you have a little hesitancy because as I I want to like I would love to just like decorate my like room a lot but there's this kind of feeling of 
like limbo. Like I don't want to, even though it probably would be really good for me to kind of like create and redecorate like this space, I kind of almost don't want to because I want to save that moment for like, if I move out, I'm like, I don't want this to like be my space. Like I want to yeah. move somewhere and then, and then like re and make that my space. I told myself mm-hmm. that I wouldn't get anything that I wouldn't be taking with me if I moved out. Mm. So I left my like childhood furniture, like my dresser and my like bureau or whatever. Those mm-hmm. motherfuckers are from when my aunt was a kid. Like they are mm-hmm. old. Um, so I left those. I left those. <laughs> um, but the bed and my desk and my mm-hmm. brother got me a beautiful uh, record player, like display thing I'll take with me. And other than mm-hmm. that, like, everything on the walls I can take off and take with me. So I did, Mm -hmm. it was a boundary. It was like, I don't Mm want to completely buy everything new because then when I leave, I'm going to have nothing in my childhood bedroom. God forbid I decide to like sleep here a weekend or something or visit. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. want it to not look like mine anymore. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm a little, I'm a little like sensitive. Like I would, I'm the type of person that would be very upset if my dad changed my entire room into like a library for when I like if I move out, I'd be very upset. That's so funny. Because, my brother doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, right. That happened to me. My mom turned my childhood room into her office. So yeah. when I would come home from school, I would have to sleep in what was my sister's old room. And that's the room I'm in now. Like that's when I first came home, yeah. I redid the entire room. Like I sanded the walls, painted the walls, redid the furniture, stained the furniture, like all of that stuff. Because it's not like I really had a room here in the first place. Right. What was mine wasn't. And I was staying in the remnants of what was my sister's space. And I was like, nope, if I had no choice to be here and I know I'm going to have to be here, the least I can do is make it into a space that I feel like more comfortable in and that really does resonate with me yeah. more so than anything else. Truly. And even though I like the plan, like I said, has been to move back to Philly and I want to do that as soon as I can, there's still a lot that I'm going to be able to take with me. And it's not like I'm going to just like cold turkey up and just dip you know like I want to be able to come back here and to have this space too for when I do come back and when I whenever I want to it'll be here yeah all right so let's talk a little bit about how we deal with our depression Brian you want to start us off kick us off let's do it (laughs) (laughs) um well my depression or my struggle um my struggle with, um, you know, mental health is a lot of different things. Um, it is mostly an identity crisis. Um, I'm struggling kind of just like to figure out who I am and who I like, who I am in this world. You know, I spent a lot of my life pretending to be someone I don't really think I am, you know, like, um, and I think it's hurt me creatively, which is really has been starting to bum me out. Um, it could best be defined as the Taylor Swift lyric. Um, yes. <laughs> um, from it's, I, I really connect to this song and it really puts me in my feels. This is me trying. Oh, yes. Album folklore. Um, I was so ahead of the curve that the curve became, became a spear. A spear fell behind all my classmates and I ended up here. I used to be so brave and I used to be so creative and always, you know, pursuing creative outlets, but just somewhere along the way I got lost, you know, I got, I got introduced to swimming, which was really awesome. 
you know, but it kind of just kind of drifted me from like my real kind of creative pursuits, you know, just because it does kind of take up a lot of your time. And I remember senior year of high school, I kind of had an epiphany that um, swimming wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, it, you know, I, I recognized all these things senior year of high school. And I chose Iona for, because I didn't, I, the Iona coach, I was recruited, but I said, no, I didn't want to swim at all. I went to Iona purely um, for creative, for the Iona players, for the oh. Ionian, for the mass communication department. I was so excited to really kind of pursue my creative pursuits because that's really what I wanted to do. Um, halfway through the summer, um, I got roomed with all swimmers, which I thought was kind of like a co cosmic sign that yeah, like, oh, like you have to do the swim team. And so I did, I, you know, called up the coach and I said, Hey, like, remember me? And so I joined the swim team and I suddenly became, when I was on the swim team, I suddenly became this cool guy, you know, this cool guy that I always wanted to be, um, I was like, the swim team was like a frat. I was like a cool college athlete. Like, you know, we were at, I was at a kegger within like seconds of moving in. Um, like it was like this finally like out and like living my truth as a gay man. And all the gays at Iona, like I had the Troy Bolton complex. Like I was an athlete <laughs> and like I was, so they all like loved me for that. Like a lot of guys like came up to me and pursued me because I was an athlete and they would talk to me about that. And I would, I played into the character flawlessly because this was kind of growing up in high school. This is the guy that was popular. This is the guy that I always really wanted to be. And I kind of really dr drifted into this kind of athletic frat boy narrative and my kind of creative ventures kind of um, took a price for it. And now that that's all over, I've been really struggling with now who am I? Cause I'm not this kind of like crazy drinker, this crazy, um, I'm certainly athletic, but like swimming was never my world. And it mm -hmm. certainly isn't now because of all like kind of what I did in college, my resume is really not stacked up to that of my peers. And it's been hard getting back into the creative pursuits because I've been out of it so long. I've, I've gotten back into writing and writing my ideas down, but it's, now, like with all these feelings, it's kind of hard to break through that kind of atmosphere. And so yeah. I've just been really struggling with being good enough. Yeah. And it's been really hard because I, I recognize finally like my place and what I want to do, but I've just been struggling with this kind of mental blockage that it's too late and that burnt, I'm, I'm burnt out already at the ripe age of 22. And I, you know, it's, it's so hard. Like I can't even like get out in the, of bed in the morning some days. Cause it's just hard uh, applying to jobs that I don't get a response that I don't feel I'm, I don't feel like I'm, um, what's the word I'm good enough for. Um, and it's, so it's just been really tough, you know, to kind of regain this confidence. Cause I, I, like, I used to be such a confident person and I think I am a confident person, but just like the past like couple of years, I've just been living my life in such fear and yeah. I've had such, I have such high anxiety, um, <laughs> you know, it's, and it, it's just, it's been really tough kind of to um, break through this mental barrier and I've yeah. been, you know, and so that's kind of, 
my thing. Uh, that's I'm my depression. That's what, that's yeah. what keeps me down. And, you know, I feel similarly to you. I, mm-hmm. I do get that like burnt out feeling like 2021 has been a, a bit better, but I did throughout college and especially post-college have just been in that mindset of this is a bad mindset, but you know, when bad things happen, I'm like, why did this happen to me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? This must be my fault. I'm getting all these bad things because I'm a bad person or I like, I'm not good Mm -hmm. enough or whatever. And whether it's me thinking I'm not deserving of a job or of love Mm -hmm. and it's selfish of me to think like this, of it's very privileged and selfish of me to say, why did this happen to me? Why did my senior year get canceled? Like, why did I get dumped? Like, why, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? And I know that's a horrible mindset. My therapist has told me that multiple times, but like, I can't help but get into this. It must be me. Like something's wrong with me. I don't, it's not in the cards for me. And that's that. And I just, and I need to just be okay with that. And I was like, I'm not okay with it obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I would just be like, what is the point of working hard or doing your best? Because it's all just going to be bad. So like, what's the point? And I know that's Mm -hmm. a horrible mindset, but it's like really hard to get out of that mindset, especially Mm -hmm. when you're like deep in it. So like at the end of, at the end of 2020, I was just like, what is the fucking point? Like, no matter how hard you try, things are just going to go wrong. So what's the point? You could be a good person. You could do all the things that you want to do. And yet you're still going to get shit on. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And that's a horrible mindset, yeah. but I'm, we're, we're not here to sugarcoat. And that's kind of how I feel when I get depressed like that. And it takes a lot yeah. to get you out of that. It takes you a lot to like, mm-hmm. shake that off and be like, no, I am deserving of those things, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. taken a, a lot of practice and I'm still not there. Mm-hmm. Like I still have days like that where I'm like, fuck this. Like, I don't, I can't do anything, you know? Yeah. So, and I think yeah. one of the hardest things is too that it's well not hardest it's super easy to fall into that place and into that mindset like that's the whole thing about depression is that it's not something that you can just snap your fingers and fix it's not something that really has a specific reason or cause for like it's not like you can put one line on the board and then draw a line to the next be like oh this is the moment where I started feeling depressed this is the moment where I became anxious like there may be one specific like event you can attribute to it but that doesn't mean that that's the only cause and that doesn't mean that it's the only like reason for it I'm the queen of being like success isn't linear and then the second Mm -hmm. it's not it it goes down for me I'm like fuck Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. yeah we are our own worst enemies and our own worst critics in so many ways shapes and forms and it's very very easy for us to fall into that mindset of oh it's because of me I'm not good enough I did something wrong it's my fault I deserve this but that's just depression at its finest like it just takes the most the smallest things and makes you feel absolutely worthless for them and for feeling the way you do when And all the, in like the very most literal sense of the word, it's just human. Like it really truly is. All of these feelings and all of these things that we've experienced and all of the events that have happened in our life are just a combination of experiences and interactions and situations. And it's really hard to pull yourself out of it, especially once it gets, once like, it's just, 
very hard. I am not I'm not finding the right words to describe it, but I know at least for me, it's been a process. Like I've been depressed for a long time. I think for a while, I didn't even acknowledge it or I just pretended that it wasn't real or that it like you said Kate like it's my fault like I'm doing something wrong I deserve this when none of that's true in the first place and it's also really hard to try and pull yourself out of it and to try and do better because once you're depressed it just becomes easy to stay in it and you know it and it's comfortable to be able to be like oh this is my fault oh I'm sad I don't have to do anything or oh I don't want to do it and it's so much harder to actively make that choice to be like nope I'm gonna go and get up early I'm gonna go work out I'm gonna eat healthy like to get yourself out of depression is so much harder than it is to just fall and stay in it which is why it's yeah exactly which is why it's so hard to just not be depressed you know like if it was easy to not be depressed nobody would have issues with depression but it's not that easy it's not that simple either it's really hard to to be because I am I was raised like an optimist you know yeah and so it's very hard like having like depressive feelings or like kind of because naturally my nap like my natural of like um just course of action is to be you know like to look on the bright side or you know Mm -hmm. to see the more positive options and like obviously that works sometimes but it's really not a a cure-all medication and it's really it, it really is starting to bother me because that's the way I've been living my life and I'm tired of kind of like always looking on the bright side and I I might get flack for that you know but it's like really true like I am done looking on the bright side I've like always done that like I want to just kind of like deal and like I surround myself with a lot of optimists too and like it's very it's it the it's past like month and a half it's been annoying as hell like I'm like Austin. shut up I literally like, I, <laughs> one of the worst things that I that someone could say to me when I'm feeling down is it's going to be okay. I don't want, I know it's going to be okay. I know it, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. want to hear it right now. I just want mm-hmm. someone to say when things suck, I just want you to say that sucks. That sucks. I'm yeah. here. Like that sucks. I'm yeah. here for you. Like, yeah. I just want or someone like to listen people- nine times mm-hmm. out of 10. I don't want you to solve mm-hmm. my problems. I know you can't solve my problems. Fuck. I can't mm-hmm. solve my problems, but just listen. The worst thing you could say to somebody if they're telling you and confiding in you that you're up, that they're upset or anxious or depressed is it'll be fine. Like, yeah. no, or other people have it worse. Like you shouldn't yeah. be upset. Like, I think that's something that always gets to me. I'm like, you're right. People you're right. do have it worse, but that doesn't mean that I also can't still feel, feel. upset and be yeah, sad or depressed or yeah. angry or whatever it is that I'm feeling about my current life and situation. Like, yes, I will be the first person to admit that I'm very privileged to have lived the life I have and to be mm-hmm. here and to like, be safe and well given all that's going on like I'm not negating any of that but that also doesn't make it any easier and the fact that like I wake up in the morning and I don't want to exist like that doesn't that doesn't change anything about it and you saying you shouldn't feel that way because you know there are people who have no food or no houses I'm like you're right but that doesn't make me feel better by any means with you saying that either yeah I always say like what I try to say is like my level five of shit could be your level 10 
and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, mm-hmm. it's all, what's the word relative? I don't know. It's all different. Yeah. It's, like, all, yeah, relative. 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 it's mm-hmm. all relative. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. And it, uh, Brian, like you were saying, or I forget whoever said it, I literally have, we asked on our Instagram people to tell us things that they do. Cause we don't want to just be like, life sucks. Like, let's talk about things that we do that <laughs> make it better. And Even though it does uh, suck. Even though it does suck. Yeah. <laughs> and someone said, I allow yourself to feel what you feel bottling up stress, emotions, et cetera, can be so harmful and give yourself the grace for everything during this time instead of guilt and blame. And that is huge. Kirsten Glenn, I love you to death. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I had to cancel a brunch the other week because I just didn't want to be around people. And that that was Mm -hmm. tough in itself because it goes so against my general wiring. Like I Mm want to be social. I want to go to brunch, but like I like just couldn't and so like then that was giving me anxiety I'm like oh my god I have mm-hmm. to cancel brunch like yeah. I don't want them to think mm-hmm. but like I just could not like yeah do yeah I, I think it's really that. important to be able to admit to yourself first of all that you're not okay and mm-hmm. that you need to take that time alone if like you want to do it alone if you need to just be with one person if you need to drink a whole bottle of wine if you need to just sit <laughs> in your room and cry if you need to binge watch a tv series like whatever you need to do mm-hmm. to just make yourself feel better in that moment that's all well and good it's yeah. just but letting your and just trying to tell yourself that it's okay, just push past it, continue working, continue going. That's where burnout happens when you try to force yeah. yourself to function in spite of knowing that you need to take a break and that you need to stop. Yeah. And it's okay to do those things as long as you don't let it consume you, consume you. That's when it becomes the issue. But also if you just ignore it entirely, it's going to be so much harder to yeah. deal with it later on. One of like the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten was recent and it was like so small but I was feeling guilty for sleeping in and I was like god damn like I woke up at 11 again like I'm so mad like I wasted my morning and Morgan Kite said to me your Mm -hmm. body probably needed it and I was like Mm -hmm. shit you're right Mm -hmm. and now instead I mean sometimes I'm lazy but like sometimes she always also gets mad at me when I'm like yeah I did this because I'm a piece of shit she's always like don't say that don't Mm. say that I'm like yeah you're right um (laughs) but she'll be like your body probably needed to sleep till then and Mm -hmm. and I know like I've been lazy and whatever and sleeping a lot but like I don't know it's like sounds dumb but like do the little things the, mm-hmm. if you can do like one little thing that like gives you some sort of joy every day. And mm-hmm. I love this TikTok I saw. And of course, yeah, it's a TikTok, but it was like, girl, I know we're supposed to be saving money, but if that Starbucks makes you feel an ounce better, get it. Like, and yeah. I'm of course trying to save my money, but like, if I'm having a really bad day, like, and something as so small as like a $5 coffee is going to make me feel better then fuck. Yeah. I'm going to get it because ultimately yeah. happiness isn't a price. Like, I can't. Oh my God. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm a Taurus. And so we're very like materialistic. Retail therapy. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. God. Like I just can't help it. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I am always the type of person who just like, I like spend money. If, I don't mind spending a little extra if it means comfort, if it means convenience, mm-hmm. if it means just having yeah. fun. Like I will do yeah. it. Like 
yeah. I just, you know. Yeah. That, and also an important uh, part to that too. Yeah. is to not make yourself feel guilty about it afterwards. Yeah. Like if you yeah. do it knowing it'll make you feel better, but then you beat yourself up for doing it in the first place, that just defeats the whole purpose yeah. and makes it worse. Like 100%. if you're going to do it, you have to commit to it and don't make yourself feel bad. I think, yeah. like I said before, we are our own worst enemies and we will always put ourselves down for the small things when like, it's okay to not be okay. That's yeah. if there's anything I want people to take from this is that like, it's okay to feel sad or be upset and to not want to do anything you have every right to do so yeah just do it just and then just it, keep yeah. pushing afterwards yeah. yeah like I we another piece of advice I have here is to not compare yourself where you are now to where you mm. were or wanted to be pre-pandemic and that is like impossible mm-hmm. to do like that is a mm-hmm. fantastic piece of advice very hard but a fantastic yeah. piece of advice that I didn't even think about because yeah it's so hard to like life has changed and you have to kind of reevaluate who you are and who you were and just adapt and it sucks yeah. sucks that's but something like, that's been so frustrating throughout so the hard. pandemic is some so much has changed but then we're still expected to continue going to work and like sending yeah. our stupid little emails and like answering my stupid little phone calls and like acting like nothing is different and like everything is okay and speaky clean like it's not and that's okay like that's just the reality of it and trying to ignore that and trying to just continue to keep the same expectations or push yourself in the same ways is definitely not healthy or helpful in any way shape or form we also have a lot of um finding little projects to do whether Mm -hmm. it's um you know completing a task like a puzzle or something where you can Mm -hmm. feel like you accomplished something like a few episodes ago we had margaret bacon and i talked about how i was knitting and she was crocheting and yeah. uh, Hannah McGowan loves her pong table or so I I'm not sure if she's playing <laughs> ping pong or if she's playing beer pong not sure but girl way, I respect makes it. her happy yeah. I love it yeah, yeah. I've always wanted also- to paint a custom pong table like those so always fun. like I love the people who do yeah. that they always look so fun that's really yeah cool. and like yeah. if you can if you have the means to it and you feel like you want to go to therapy if you can mm-hmm. like if you can afford it if you can't I personally, well, I do go to therapy. I'm very privileged and lucky to go there or to, you know, have it online, but, um, write if you like to write or doodle or draw mm-hmm. or have some sort of outlet where you can get your feelings out. Yeah, and um, I definitely would recommend journaling for yeah, people, even yeah. if you can't go to therapy, you don't have the access to be able to do that or to talk yeah. to someone in your family or a friend like that. Just yeah. having somewhere to write your thoughts down is so helpful. You can put yeah. it on paper. And if you really feel like, it, like you could rip out a piece of notebook paper, write on it and then burn it afterwards or yeah. like cut it up, like whatever you need to do to get yeah. those emotions and that stress just off your body yeah. and out of your chest, that's a huge help. And yeah. I also have found that meditating is really really helpful for me I know for a lot of people it's hard to first start out meditating to just like sit there and be like clear your mind don't do anything but that's not really the point of it it's just to be at peace with yourself so if you're sitting and meditating and you think huh this happened you're like okay it happened and then just let it go that's the whole thing is you just let everything pass let you feel what you need to feel think what you need to think and then just let it go that's just as simple as that And another like small thing, like try to get as much sunlight or natural light as you can. And yeah, it's Mm -hmm. been super hard, but like take advantage of a day. Like we're filming, we're going to post tomorrow the, um, what's today's day? We're going to post tomorrow the 26th, but today's the 25th and it's been so sunny out. So it sounds silly, but opening your blinds in the morning, let that sunlight in and 
this one's hard during the pandemic, but try to surround yourself with the people who love you. And that can be hard mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you do, but surround yourself with things or people that make you happy, even if it's for a second. Like I will say the one wonderful thing I had about this summer was getting so close with my best friends. Like that was truly a blessing. Um, so this was a fantastic summer. I have I to so. agree. Yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to take that advice. And I think after we finish recording, I'm going to go for a walk Do because it. I definitely yeah. can self-diagnose. I definitely think that's been something that's affecting me. Like I don't leave my house very often, like, yeah. you know, cause I hate the cold. So I never want to like go for yeah. a walk, you know? So I'll definitely take advantage yeah. of like the warm weather today. Yeah. And I've been contemplating, like, it's kind of been like interesting because the depression, like, anxiety kind of coupled with I'm realizing like I've born and raised in New York I don't know if I want to stay here because just it's the same pattern I think I have seasonal depression like I am happiest Mm -hmm. summer when I'm on a beach in the water in the sun getting my vitamin d Mm -hmm. and I'm so unhappy during winter I hate the cold I hate the snow oh my god when it's like snowed like unexpectedly the other day I oh my god guys I like not to make light of it but like I literally like I didn't almost kill myself but like I was on the edge of like an episode and like oh my god I like almost snapped I was like I can't take this anymore yeah Yeah, for Mm -hmm. real it's and what's hard is like if you you know, not to be like preachy or whatever, but if you feel like you don't have someone to talk to, like, I don't want to be like, I'm here, but I am like, we are here for you. If you need someone to talk to, like, if you feel like you don't have anybody, even if you don't know us, sometimes it's almost easier to talk to people who you don't know. Yeah, That's why Mm -hmm. therapy is so great. So if you're feeling some type of way, or you related to this episode at all, please DM us or DM us through the Instagram like it's only me and Brian that see it or DM us personally underscore Kate Pear and Brian's what's your what is yours (laughs) Brian.Connors I'm thinking of deleting it though like I don't know what joy Instagram brings me sorry that's like a dark Mm -hmm. thought no that's okay that's okay Mm -hmm. I don't know well you can DM the Instagram and I will answer um yeah also you you can DM yeah I know if you guys want to talk to me I had a lot of experience with this at school like working on campus and a lot of the stuff that I did so I am here too my Instagram is underscore Lydia or no Lydia underscore Brewski and also to just in general even if you reach out to anybody if it's not us anybody if you don't have the family or the friends like there are a lot of resources out there yeah there are so many opportunities and resources and things that you can do to reach out to people and like Kate said normally sometimes it's easier to talk to someone who you have no idea who they are and they have no other context than what you tell them right at that moment but yeah it's just important to and it's also really normal to talk about these things and really natural to do so yeah so never feel bad about it this episode was definitely to let any of you know if you've ever struggled with anything like this like it's completely normal and it should be talked Mm -hmm. about it shouldn't be taboo so I think this was a wonderful episode even though it was kind of serious but um We are so grateful for any of you that have listened and we will see you next week on that kind of a a darker note, but you know what? Life can be dark sometimes. So we- And that's okay too. It's okay. So yeah. It's literally, we all gotta embrace it. 
Thank you, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you, guys. For Thank joining you so us. much. We oh, love you. So I love you. I love you both. All right. We will talk soon and we will uh, be back next week. So follow us on Instagram at good, bad, post grad, uh, DM us. If you liked this episode, DM, if you didn't or whatever, we will take criticism, anything, um, just DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but with that being said, my name is Kate and I'm Brian and you've been listening to the good, the bad and the post grad. We will see you next week. Bye guys.